There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Town Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by America's Mark Bourbon, Miss Health, Don't Tread on America. your host, Don Q. Let's rock it out. Come on. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Monday, December 18th, 2023. Yes, I said Monday, not Sunday. My bad. Let me let me explain. See, what happened was Saturday night. There's a microphone there, Don. Saturday night was the, uh, the D-Tom Christmas party hosted by uh, Christopher J. McGillicuddy and his wife. And uh, <clears throat> needless to say, we drank a little bit. And uh, it was a rough Sunday, and we didn't. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't do shit. I just had to recover. I just knew I had, for the most part, I had the show ready. Um, but I knew in my heart of hearts that if I would have cracked this mic up and done this, I'd have been like, "Hey guys, how's it going out there?" Piece of shit. I would have been no excitement, no emotion. I would have been half-assing it, and you guys deserve better than that. So. In order for for me to give you better, I just didn't bring you nothing. You see that nothing to me is better than better than nothing. Nothing is better than better. It's no nothing. Shut up. Anyway, so anywho, I'm here today. I probably won't be here Tuesday. Probably I'm probably gonna do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, barring anything coming up. So, anyways, on with the business of the show, guys. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please. Please make sure you share this. You're following the show, and uh, you continue to share it. Let's just keep moving this thing down the tracks here. Let's keep this going. Also, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, uh, scroll down to where it says D-Tom Store, guys. you got a little bit of time. You might get something ordered in today, today or tomorrow, and you might get it before Christmas. Uh, might. But, you know, might not. But we still have sweatshirts. We have stuff like that, So and it's getting cold. So, you know, you get you a sweatshirt, if nothing else. Anyway, um, 
and if you're on Spotify or Apple, if you could uh, please leave a review. As a matter of fact, I have a new review here. Let me pull this up. Where's it at? Where are we at here? Apple J. McGillicuddy. Here we go. This one is from Chuck Dumpster. I'm assuming that's not his real name, but, you know, whatever. It could be. But, uh, anyway, Chuck Dumpster, this was last week. He he wrote a review. He said, great getaway, five stars. Thank you, Chuck. He goes on to write, this is the type of podcast I wish I had back when I was a wee uh, reality seeker. Long before the Q PSYOP, back when those planes flew early one morning, flew early one morning in New York. Oh, how I miss those days. Now, let me stop right there before I finish reading. I was telling this to Chris the other day, and he's like, what, he missed the planes? He didn't, he wanted that to happen? Again? I said, no, I think he missed the, it's not that he missed the planes flying into the, into the buildings. It was the, the reality of what I talk about. <laughs> so, I got you, Chuck. Don't worry about it. Uh, anyway, he goes, he writes on, anyway, five stars. Also, in case you haven't noticed, smaller shows like this tend to have a weird ratings because, um, I'm sorry, weird ratings like this one, yet garbage par- podcast that are viewed by millions always have a four and a half to five star review. Strange. It's a lot easier for powers that shouldn't be to get 50 bots to destroy a small show's ratings with fake and bad reviews. If you think that's paranoid, you're probably right. But you're also not paying attention. Thank you, Chuck. He is right. Now I had a I had a situation when me and Chris first started this show. Now it's been come January, it'll be three years. We had a spat, I guess you could say, with another podcast. Uh, I'm not going to mention the podcast name because I don't quite remember it, and I don't even think they're doing their show anymore. So obviously, right? And uh, it was just after the Bucks won the Super Bowl with Brady. So what was that? that was, you know, it was that January, right? Then this one particular guy that's part of his show, of course, at the time, I didn't know he was a podcaster, and of course, he didn't know I was either. He had made a comment on Facebook because it was after the Bucks um, celebration and, you know, this was during COVID and we're all going to die, you know. And he made the comment about, I don't even remember exactly how it went, but something about all those people not wearing masks, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, free state of Florida, motherfucker, blah, 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 whatever. And uh, come to find out, <laughs> he stalked me, stalked my Facebook page, found out that I did a podcast, found the podcast, reviewed podcast, talked shit about the podcast. And his minions went on to Apple and gave us a bunch of shitty reviews. So, and and it's not like I have 5,000 reviews. There's literally 20, whatever, 20 reviews or something. So if you have, you know, three or four one stars, that really pulls your ratings down. That's why, especially that's why I ask for you guys to, if you're listening to this on Apple, and I know a lot of you are because I can see where they're getting downloaded from. (laughs) I think our biggest two download uh, uh, apps are Apple and Spotify. Ironically enough, the two apps that you can actually leave a five-star rating and or a review. Now, on on Spotify, we're like a four-point-something. Um, <clears throat> where is my thing at there? <laughs> oh, well, he said it. I can't find my thing. On Spotify, we are a 4.6. So, obviously, we've gotten decent reviews there. 
Um, so on on Apple or three point nine. But like I said, if you only have twenty something reviews and you have like three or four shit reviews because some people want to be jackasses, then that pulls you down. That's why if you're listening to this on Apple, guys, you're on the app. You're literally right there. You're listening to me right now. If you feel you're not necessarily rating this show or that show or that show, if a show that you have listened to really got to you and like, yes, now you can't because you can't constantly review. You see what I'm saying? Because I think the way it's set up, you do a review and I think that's it. Um, but, you know, if you just hit me that five stars, it, it helps. <laughs> when, when you have so, so few reviews... Each one decent review, or five, even if you don't want to write anything, just hit the five star. You know what I'm saying? Just help me pull that number up. Because what happens is once you get into the high fours, the mid to high fours, people that listen to other podcasts, this pops up in their in their algorithm. So when, uh, if you like this, you might like Don't Trade on America. You see what I'm saying? And if it's a low, if we're low rated because some jackasses want to be funny guys. That's going to keep me down. Now, I'm striving to keep this as free as possible. That's why I have the DTOM store. I just ask for the simple little things for you guys to do. Hit the five star. It's not. It doesn't cost you anything. <laughs> it doesn't cost you any more than you are listening to this. And also, guys, if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, uh, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. Uh, TikTok's mainly drinks right now. I'm in the midst of doing my 12 drinks of Christmas. I think today is number six. I think I did five yesterday. It was a rough one. I, I, I struggled through it, though, but I did it. I did. I, I'm here for the fans. You know, what are you going to do? All right? You, you do it. So I have yet to do my number six today. I'll do it after I'm done recording here. So if you want to follow us on there, it's Strictly Drink Videos. Uh, maybe once I get enough followers on TikTok, maybe I'll start doing some other things and whatever. But for now, that's what it is. And uh, if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. From each of those situations, you can contact me directly. Uh, if you have any ideas, suggestions, whatever, send them my way. And uh, you can also go to the Detom store from any of those things also. So, let's get on with the show. I don't know that this is going to be a particularly long show today because, like I said, I had most of this done yesterday when I wasn't feeling so well. So... I'll probably drag it out, but I don't see it going. It definitely isn't going longer than an hour. Depends on how I ramble, like I'm doing right now. Anyway, so the events, <laughs> I was thinking about this. Now, I was thinking about this part this morning. But the events over the past couple of days involving our executive and legislative branches of our government explain exactly where this country is right now. And I'm going to explain. That's what this whole show is going to be about. What our quote-unquote leaders and what's happening in their buildings of of retribuge, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but you know what I'm saying, um, explains what's going on. So now this happened last night, breaking news, last night. So obviously this is something I wrote this morning. Anyway, <laughs> last night a car crashed, and you might have heard this, you might have saw this on the news, um, you might have heard this on another show already. But nonetheless, um, a car crashed into uh, to Biden's caravan that was parked outside of his Biden out of the Biden campaign headquarters. Now, I'm I'm kind of surprised about two things. Number one, 
who knew that Biden actually had a campaign headquarters because I didn't even know he was campaigning. Um, haha, right? But number two, and I think this is this is my take on this whole situation, and I think that the media and the Secret Service is really dismissing this whole situation. Now, and I'm explaining why. So when I saw this break last night on Twitter, Twitter X, whatever. Um, you know, they show the pictures, they show Biden kind of like, oh, oh, what happened? And I was explaining to my wife this morning, we were watching the news. So he, he comes out of the, this building. Okay. Which, you know, there was a couple of, so, uh, social security, there was a couple of secret service. <laughs> that's funny. A couple of secret service, uh, agents, you know, right there. He's kind of shuffling out to the car. Huh? And one of the reporters asked something about the polls, whatever. And he's like, oh, you're looking at the wrong polls. Oh. And just after he says this, you hear this smash, right? Now, you don't see anything, but you hear it. That's how close it was. So, uh, gentleman, I don't know his name. It doesn't matter. Uh, he was a black guy. Once again, doesn't matter. Smashed into one of the SUVs in the, in the, uh, the entourage there, you know, one of the Secret Service vehicles. Now... By all accounts, the media is dismissing this as this guy was probably impaired or something. He was cooperative. You saw him with his hands up, and it wasn't he wasn't making any moves. He obviously wasn't a domestic terrorist because he didn't have his uh, MAGA hat on, right? So he was fine. And uh, and 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 it's just a big big dismissal. But the things that interest me are this: number one. When when the reporter asked the question, whatever you know, how are the polls? Blah blah blah, whatever. And you hear the smash. I mean, it probably wasn't more than 50 feet away from where he was. If if that far. I'm probably being generous by saying 50 feet. The reaction of the Secret Service to Biden. Because they all just, it was literally like watching a car wreck. It was like if you or I were at the on the corner of the street waiting across the road. Let's just say. And, you, and you're not paying attention, but you hear a crash. You know, like off to the, off. 20, 30 feet away from you to the distance. And you're not watching it. You just hear it and you look, oh, shit, what just happened? You'd have that face of, oh, my God. Well, huh. That's what they look, all of them, not just Biden, all of them. They're like, what the fuck just happened? Oh, my God. Not like the instant, I, I mean, I'm not a Secret Service agent, never have been, and I don't play one on TV. But in my history of seeing the way the Secret Service reacts to certain situations, no matter who the president is, the lackluster response of shoving him in the car, then <laughs> checking to see what happened. All, everyone just looked, oh my God. And then they throw him in the car. You know, it was like, I don't, I don't care personally, you know, whatever. But that's, that's number one. The reaction time, the instant reaction by the by the uh, secret service is concerning um now granted i don't give a shit about biden i'm not saying i wish that he dies i'm not saying that but it is concerning that the president of the united states hate him love him whatever <laughs> that's your secret service right you know because it made me think back to when trump was in office and the whole thing if you if you guys recall i don't recall the year i want to say seven maybe it was 2018 where the BLM people were riding across the street from the white house. And there was, and the, there was a whole, the, the gate people were trying to like rush the gate. You remember what they did? They, they 
Trump was like speaking in the in the Oval Office and they take him and take him into the bunker. And he wasn't anywhere near the situation. Biden was literally on the sidewalk and the dude crashes into a car right there. So that's concerning. Now, there's probably a good chance that <laughs> that this guy, I mean, if you want to base it on what the media is saying, oh, this guy, he looked like he was impaired. The, the, uh, as I think this was in Wilmington, Delaware, the Wilmington, Delaware PDs investigating, blah, blah, blah. Now, if you guys that live in America, or even no matter where you live, it doesn't matter. President goes wherever. I, <laughs> if you've ever been in a city or a town where the president is, I don't care who the president is. If it's Biden, Trump, Obama, Bush, I don't care. It is it is something to see. We were in Boston. Uh, I don't recall the year, but it was during Obama's uh, administration. We were on vacation. We went to Boston. And he was there for whatever reason in Boston, Obama was. You could not drive hardly anywhere. Now, Boston's a big-ass fucking city. If you live there, you know. If you've been there, you know. It's not like Boston is Wilmington, Delaware. Okay? You couldn't go anywhere in the vicinity of wherever that motorcade was. And I'm not lying when I tell you this. And this is a major metropolitan city. We were literally going by Fenway Park because, not that I'm a Red Sox fan, but I am a baseball fan, and that is one of the temples of baseball. Okay? You you, you could not like the team, but you got to respect the, the heritage, right? The history. But nonetheless, <clears throat> couldn't move. You couldn't move. And, and Obama, or yeah, Obama wasn't even in the vicinity of where we were. But he was on one of the main roads, and they wouldn't, they closed that road down. My point being is this. I've never been to Wilmington, Delaware, but for the life of me, I can't imagine it's that big of a town. I mean, it's probably probably a decent-sized town for Delaware. I would assume it's probably their most populated city. But it's not Boston, <laughs> right? And uh, the fact that this guy got as close as he did, whether he was impaired or he wasn't impaired, Regardless of what the situation was in general with the with the driver, the fact that he got that close anyway is astonishing. And I was uh, uh, Peter Deuce, or, yeah, Peter Ducey this morning on Fox. He even made the comment that if Biden is out in the front lawn of the White House on the other side of the fence, like <laughs> between the White House and the fence, he's not in the road, they close the roads down around the White House. And I'm not just because it's Biden, but any president. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So why the fuck, and if you've ever been to the White House, you know that Pennsylvania Avenue, for example, isn't like, you're not like, it's not like in a neighborhood where like if you live in a neighborhood, you have a house and your road runs in front of your house and however much yard you have, the average person, you probably don't live on acreage. I mean, some of us might, some of us don't. It's not like that. <laughs> Pennsylvania Avenue, you can't even drive in front of the White House anymore. But the road surrounding the White House, which I don't know exactly the acreage that the White House sits on, but it's not very close to the road. And if he's in the vicinity, if he's out in the lawn doing whatever, they close those roads down. This car couldn't have been more than 30, 40 feet from 
President Biden, and he was able to do this. So, number one, the Secret Service is really lax in this whole situation. Now, mind you, maybe they're thinking it's Wilmington, Delaware. No one really knew he was there, so whatever. My question is this. What if someone knew he was there? Besides the people that live in Wilmington, Delaware. What if this was a test run for something else? And they're gauging the tactics of the Secret Service and the response of the Secret Service. So it's something to think about. Like I said, you can love, you can hate. I don't care. He's still the president. If something happens to him, God forbid, next up isn't any better. So we can't say, oh, whatever. If he dies, he dies. Fuck him. I don't care. You know, you can't say that because she definitely isn't any better, number one. But then it throws everything into chaos. We're in chaos enough. If the, if the events of the last five days haven't told you anything this country's in chaos we definitely don't need our quote-unquote leader to be taken out somehow or another so now i can throw some conspiracy theories in the situation is that the plan so to speak is the plan to maybe I don't know. I'm just I'm just speaking out of turn. It doesn't count. It just doesn't matter. I'm just throwing ideas up against the wall and seeing what sticks. To me, it looked like this was a test. Okay? The Secret Service failed, in my opinion. But maybe they were told to fail. Maybe that's the point. I don't know. I, I, I would hope in all hopes that the CIA, the, the whoever, isn't going after Biden to kill him. Uh, JFK style, you know, but if, if they, whoever they are, is trying to get Biden out of the way, what other way could you think of? I'm just asking a question. Anyway, so speaking of a crash, (laughs) let's talk about Bidenomics. (laughs) Let's not, Don. Okay, so what today's today is the 18th. So we're literally a week away from Christmas, right? Now, most of you guys have probably done your Christmas shopping. You're probably getting prepared. Maybe you're doing some last-minute shopping. And if you're having Christmas at your house and you're hosting and you might be looking at buying food and, and whatnot on top of the presents you bought or haven't bought or about to buy, and, or maybe you haven't because you can't afford it, and that's understandable. The fact that this this uh, president and his minions are running on or touting Bidenomics blows my mind. Now, this clip I'm going to play, this is off of Newsmax. And they're just, I don't know exactly where she's at, but they're on the streets talking to minorities. And this is what Minority these people had to say. We're not seeing the improvement. Uh, I, I, there's inflation with everything, food, gas, insurance prices, I mean, you name it. Bidenomics is not working. It's, it's just a complete mess. It's a disaster, especially here in New York City. We're fitting it very hard. You could say anything to Biden right now who says that the economy is improving, especially in black and brown communities. What would you say to him? That's lies. I believe that's lies. Heavy lies on that, for sure. Do you think that somebody else besides Biden should be president yes, next of time? Yes, of course. Uh, bring back Trump. Tell me why. 
We want all we want. We have money. We have money to Trump as president. Free my son Trump. Free my son Trump. Trump 2024, everybody. Trump 2023. That's crazy. And we're here and we're here in the box. I'm gonna vote for Trump if he runs. Because I feel like it was much better when he was here financially for everybody. Not just me, for everybody. I'm definitely voting for Donald Trump. He made sure we had money in our pockets. <laughs> for the people. He made sure we had what we needed. I feel like everything will go back to how it was. I mean, ever since he's been out of office, everything's declined. When Trump was president, my life was good. Economical-wise, I was doing so much better. They're saying it's going to be Biden-Trump, so who are you going for? Oh, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to have to go for Trump. Sorry. I'm going to go for Trump. Trump. Always Trump. Here, let me see. Who are you going for? Trump. This was... um. Off of Newsmax, they could have edited it. I get it. Every person that they talked to was black or Hispanic. Okay? And um, they might have talked to 50 people and that. I was only 10. I don't know. It's not the point. The point of the matter is <laughs> that this is one small location in New York. And on a random day, and this is the response they, that this girl got from just regular people. Okay, the fact that the, the, the thing that kills me the most, and this is what, something I just cannot wrap my head around, is I saw a an approval rating for uh, for Biden and it had him at 43 <laughs> percent. And um, I was going to see if I can bring that up real quick, probably, probably not. But, you know, that never hurts to try. Let me see what real quick, real clear politics because that gives you all the all the uh, different situations. Uh, da, 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 da. Where are the polls at? Polls, polls, polls everywhere. Latest polls. Here we go. Oh, wait. I shouldn't have gone to Biden. Approval. All right. Here we go. Yeah. 43. So this is off of Rasm- Rasmussen. Okay. Which is recent. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> off of Rasmussen, it's 43 approved, 55 disapproved. Um, this is today. So Monday, the 18th, uh, off of Mon, Monmouth, Monmouth, <laughs> 36 approval, 60 disapprove, uh, direction of the company, 20% wrong. I'm sorry. 20% right. 69% wrong. Uh, Rasmussen is 30% right and 65% wrong. Now here's my question. Rasmussen, you talk to however many people, and it was 43% approve of Biden. Who in the fuck did you talk to? And was it the same people that said 30% was in the right direction? What what are you seeing? Like, if I couldn't be a pollster, because I would simply have to ask the question, what do you see in Biden or the, the uh, direction of the country that you think it's going good? Um, and I don't care if you, if you have a decent job and you make decent money, you still can't deny that you're paying more for groceries. You're paying more for gas. You can't, you can't buy a new car unless you're really making really, really good money. You can't even go buy a new car. God forbid if something happens to your vehicle and you have to go buy a new vehicle, you know what I'm saying? It's. It's ridiculous how much things cost on top of the interest. Like, so you buy a car unless you have cash, you know, you're looking at a 7% interest rate. 
It's ridiculous. What part of, the, of your life isn't going in the right direction that you're not paying a little bit more money? And even if you're quote unquote making a little bit more money, you're paying a lot more than you're making. And we're going to get into that. So do you guys remember this, um, this scene from Home Alone? Come on, sing along, let's go. The snow. <laughs> so that's the part where Kevin's getting ready to go shopping, right? He's he just put the cologne on and he's screaming. So now he's in the grocery store, right? He's doing a little grocery shopping. I'll 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 play it by play it, because obviously you can't see the video, but Think back. This movie was 1990. Granted, it was a while ago. I get it. But you can envision this. You probably saw this movie. If you're my age, give or take, you you probably recall this movie. Home Alone, parents left. They went to, to France or whatever, and he got left, and now he's having to do some grocery shopping, right? So he goes to the grocery store. He's got, I don't want to say he has a buggy full, but it looks from the looks of it, I see a, a turkey, looks like a Stouffer's dinner, um, bread, macaroni, cheese, frozen, Tide, toilet paper, half gallon of milk, orange juice, and let's see if I can see how she's scanning it. Oh, some army, army toys. Army men. For the kids. All right. So you guys recall that, right? Now he paid 1983 for that granted he didn't have a buggy full i told you the things he had so do you know <laughs> that that same amount of stuff think think about it now like if you use tide and whatever toilet paper you use a loaf of bread a half a gallon of milk some frozen food i mean hell laundry powder is fucking expensive what is it like 15 bucks for and it wasn't even a big one that he had there Bread, running what, like three or four bucks? I don't really, we don't really buy a lot of bread, so, but I think it's what, like three or four bucks for a loaf? A half a gallon of milk's damn what, four, four bucks, I think. Um, you know, so oddly enough, <laughs> you go to Snopes, which, mind you, I don't necessarily bet my money on Snopes, but in this situation, we're going to use Snopes, okay? So, in the classic 1990 Christmas movie, Home Alone, one scene showed the young and mischievous Kevin McAllister, portrayed by Macaulay Culkin, shopping in a grocery store all by himself. After all, his family accidentally left him behind, and someone needed to stock up on staples for the house, such as milk, milk, bread, and laundry powder. In the grocery store, McAllister hands a lady a $20 bill, who, uh, doesn't matter who she was played by, doesn't matter, the, the pay, uh, the total of 1983, that total includes what appears to be a dollar off coupon for some Tropicana orange juice. So what would that similar grocery store order cost in, this was in 2022? <clears throat> well, according to the video, uh, the, the subtotal for the same purchases at Walmart came to 39.35. The total, if shit, would be 51. So now this was actually last year in 2022. That same grocery list would run you 60 something dollars this year. 
and you're only talking what two or three bags of stuff. And you and you guys know you go to the grocery store. I don't need to tell you anything that you don't know. But the fact that that um hold on, lost my spot. <laughs> the fact that that these people want to tout how great the economy is to to us to to people like me and you we're just regular people i'm just i'm no one special right i'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast i'm just like you i'm literally i'm probably one of the only podcasts that you actually listen to that this person behind the mic right here me don q i'm exactly like you are i work i work 40 50 hours a week i go i, I go to work Every day, I'm off Sundays and Mondays. Um, I pay my my bills. I'm just like you guys. There's nothing special about me. Okay? Now, opposed to other podcasts you might listen to and I listen to, these people might not be... They want to pretend like they're in touch. You know, they want to pretend that they've got their finger on the pulse of the everyday man. And maybe at one time in their life, they probably were the everyday man. And I'm not knocking them for building themselves up. I'd love to be in that same position. But... The inflation that you guys complain about isn't hitting you like it is me and your listeners and my listeners. It hits us a little bit differently. If you're if you're uh, if your net in, your net worth is a hundred million dollars a year, you know hundred million dollars because you have property and cars and houses, the the interest rate probably isn't hitting you as bad. Okay, now I'm not going to hate on you, and I'm not even, I'm not even going to mention any names. Because by all accounts, I would say some of these individuals 10, 15 years ago were just regular schmucks like we are. And they they worked and they built themselves up and that's fine. I can't have any hate for that because they did it. Um, But my problem is don't address your listeners, me being one of those people, like you feel our pain. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't feel our pain. I feel my pain and I can honestly sit here and say, I feel your pain because I'm with you guys on that. Okay. But then when you have fucking, uh, Kareen diversity hire come out and says something like this, uh, look, as it relates to Binomics, the president, I just announced at the top of the briefing, he's going to go to Milwaukee. He's going to talk about Binomics, investing in America, what what Binomics has done for the American people coming out of the pandemic. We can't forget what happened when the president walked in. We saw a literally uh, the economy at a tailspin. And so the president has been working a middle class from the bottom up, middle out. And that's what you've seen him do. And the data shows as you just mentioned in your question, inflation is moderating. In, uh, you see uh, jobs created at more than 14 million jobs. Unemployment is at under. All right. Sub sub note that he didn't create 14 million jobs. At best, it was two because, you know, 12 million people lost their job because of the pandemic. You want to make it seem like 14 million people lost their jobs because Trump was in office. Everyone wants to ignore that you guys made this country go to fucking shit in a handbasket because of the quote-unquote pandemic, and you want to blame Trump for that. The economy was the way it was Trump's final year of presidency because of the fuckery that whoever did to whatever. It wasn't because of Trump's policies. Okay? Let's get that straight. And he didn't create shit on 14 million. It was finally opening up the country to your fake fucking disease that got people back 
to work. Get the facts straight. All of those things is part of, is part of binomics, and you will certainly hear the president talk more about that over the next couple months as we finish uh, finish out the certainly the year. Okay, so let's see what the fuck she's talking about. Let's see. So since Biden took office, okay, forget about this year versus last year. Let's talk about the last three years, okay? Overall prices in this country, overall are up 17.5%. Food prices are up over 20%. Rent is up almost 20% also. Electricity up 24%. So when when dipshit or Korean diversity hire wants to get on the mic and sit there and talk about, oh, last month, you know, we had a 3.5% interest over last, over last year. No. <laughs> no. You continuously go up. Just because it's not 9% like it was the year before doesn't mean it's not going in the right direction. The right direction is we had a negative whatever number. Not a, oh, it was only 3% over the 9% over the 7%. Get your numbers fucking correct. Overall, food prices. The things that you buy on a regular basis. Food, I don't know what the overall prices are. That probably includes cars and, and whatever. But the things that involve that you deal with on a weekly or monthly basis, food, rent, and electricity, right? Doesn't even talk about gas. Oh, gas is low right now. Right now, okay, who cares? It's still fucking 280 a gallon. It's not like it's low. It's still higher than the whole time you were that Trump was in office. Anyway, the things that you deal with on a regular basis, food, rent, and electricity, are all up 20 plus percent. Is your paycheck up 20 plus percent? Probably not, unless you happen to go get a second job to make up the difference, which some people are doing, which I've argued for the longest time, that's where his job numbers are coming from, is people like me or you that work a 40, 50 hour a week job with your two days off a week, but then you go get a part-time job on those two days to cover the difference. And I'm not laughing at you. I'm not faulting you. We've all been there. I've done it myself. There's no shame in doing what you got to do to take care of your family. My point being is this. They're going to sit there and, and blatant, blatantly lie. She can, she can spout all the bullshit numbers she wants. But the regular people that are watching this and hearing this are looking at their, their paycheck, looking at their bank account, and looking at their cupboard and thinking, Damn. We're fucked. The only reason, the only reason that that's helping me is, <laughs> fortunately, <laughs> back in what was it, nineteen, when the market went really low on interest rates for houses, we decided to refinance. You know, but you know, there's people out there that didn't take that opportunity. There's some people that have an adjusted adjustable rate mortgage. You get fucked every quarter. Every time you hear about these interest rates going up, it's those people really get hit. And um, it, it just it's just simply amazing that they have the audacity to sit there and run on that. Like, like you are a fucking moron and you don't see this. And then when you argue it or when you ask the question, they want to turn and say, well, look at what we inherited from Trump. You didn't. This isn't him. This isn't him. I think the I my personal opinion is this. I think that the first three years of Trump's presidency 
regardless of all the bullshit stuff that was going on behind the scenes with Russia and this, that, and the other thing. But the everyday living of me and you, people like us, with your stock, with your 401ks, the stuff that we did on a regular basis is what, for those three years, gas was low, inflation was, it wasn't, it wasn't even, but I, I want to say overall it was under 2%. For the whole time he was in in office, in office, which is better than seventeen percent, right? So it's almost like they had to have COVID happen in year four to just discombobulate the whole situation. So you can't help but ask the question: What's going to happen now? We're we're entering that fourth year. I don't know that there's going to be another quote-unquote COVID-type situation. I don't know that. Or is it going to be something even heavier than that? I don't know. But I do know this. In conclusion, if anyone tells you that Bidenomics is something that is actually a good thing, then they're full of shit. This president and the jackasses in the House of Representatives are just continuously... Fucking this country straight in the ass. And on a perfect segue, we're going to say, speaking of Congress and ass fucking. (laughs) I don't know if you saw this. This happened. This came out on, uh, what, Friday, I think it was. Saturday. Uh, Senate staffers out of a job after the publication of a video appearing to show two men having sex in a Senate hearing room. Police are looking into the video which was obtained and published by the Daily Caller. CNN has not independently obtained the video nor confirmed the identity of those purportedly involved. Uh, The Daily Caller reported the staffer worked for Democrat Senator Ben Cardin's office. CNN reached out to Cardin's office uh, and was directed to a statement posted by Aiden something-something, Mace Kozlopowski on uh, LinkedIn. In the statement, he said, in part, this has been a difficult time for me as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda, while some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment. I love my job and would never disrespect the workplace. I will be exploring all what legal matters, options are available to me in these matters. I mean, forget about the fact that you film yourself getting ass-fucked on the table in a Senate hearing room. So just imagine if you're the senator that happens to sit in that spot, you might, you might have seen the video or the pictures and say, oh my God, that's where I sit. Right? You did this. Fuck about who you love. If you want to be gay and get fucking dicks in your ass, cool. You do you, bro. But don't sit there and play victim when you knowingly let this happen and then posted the video i i love when these fucking people not just gay people but just people in general do shit to themselves and they want to cry victim because they're gay or they're whatever no 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 you did this to yourself you know exactly what you were doing i'm sure you didn't mean to get fired but you know i guess shit happens i know it's a pain in the ass sometimes to be <laughs> to be a uh to be a staffer, but I guess you get yours in the end, right? <laughs> Drinks. Hey, anyway, 
dip your dip your waitress. So, in closing, I'm going to talk about Megan Kelly. Now, this this story isn't terribly new. It's a couple months old, but it's the first time I've seen it. So that's what matters is what I think. No, I'm joking. But seriously, I, I do a lot of research. I read a lot of stuff, and this this story is three months old, and this is the first I've heard of it. So I'm not saying that that I'm breaking news here. You may have even heard this. But I <laughs> I read a lot of stuff. I do a podcast roughly three times a week. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I don't recall this ever being talked about. But Megan Kelly says she contracted VADES after getting vaccinated. VADES. V-A-I-D-S. What is VADES? So... AIDS, right? We know what AIDS is. Now, when we think of AIDS, we think of gay men, whatever, kind of doing what the Senate staffer was doing, and you get AIDS, right? So most people think of AIDS as a gay uh, disease, right? When when it is, but it isn't. It's not just that, you know. AIDS is an autoimmune deficiency, okay? Uh, VADES is a vaccine-acquired immune deficiency syndrome. So it's it's similar. It causes your immune to be deficient because of the vaccine. Now, this is something that we've been talking about. I'm not saying that me or me and Chris, when he was on the show, were the all-knowing of the of the bad things of the vaccine. But we had told people for for the longest time that it was reported that the vaccine, every time you get another shot, like, okay, if you do the two-dose, you know, Pfizer, whatever, and then every so often you get another dose, every dose you get, now the percentage may vary, but from all accounts, and this was before they even really knew anything, but from all accounts, a lot of people were saying two years ago that every shot you get, your immune system decreases 10 to 20%. So what did you think was going to happen? And, and Megan Kelly, she strikes me as a relatively smart person, okay? You would think that some of these people that report on this shit on a regular basis, I mean, that almost just goes to show that is she, is she a reporter or a talking head? And, and I have nothing against Megan Kelly. I don't really listen to her show and, and whatever, whatever. But my point being is she has one of the largest podcasts around, She's obviously a popular person, and people listen to her. But it just goes to show that she probably doesn't do a lot of her own work. She probably has people that work for her that do all the research and all the, all the producing, and they throw her a script, and she reads it. And she might have some opinions on everything. Like I said, I've never listened to her show, so I can't really comment on that. But when you, that's the good thing about a show like this. And that's why you should only listen to me. No, I'm joking. But this is why I think shows like this are important. Because I <laughs> I do, I'm not going to say 100% of the research. I, I don't do 100%. I do 80%. Okay? The other 20% might be stories that are thrown my way from from listeners or from Chris or whatever. And, and then I have to dig. It's not like, so yeah, I guess I do do 100%. I might not come up with stories all by myself. Let's, let's go that way. And uh, like, you know, there's a gentleman lives in Spain, sends me a ton of stuff. 
and I have to research that. I don't I don't just say what he says. I want to dig into it so I don't look like a fool. He doesn't look like a fool. We're all on the same page. And the same thing with Chris. He'll send me something. I'm going to dig into it a little bit further other than just a TikTok video or a Twitter feed or whatever. And that's just doing due, due diligence. Now, when you're as big as some of these people that, you know, that's what they do. They, they live their life by doing their podcast and they have a staff. They trust that their staff is doing the job and they might not really research a lot of stuff. I research, you know, seven days a week. I do a show three days a week, so I'm constantly looking at shit. Um, that doesn't make me a professor of uh, virology. I get it. But if I see enough doctors saying that if you do this, this is what's going to happen, then I'm probably going to not do this. Or maybe I will do this. You know, I do research on alternative medicines. And uh, I've done those alternative medicines, and they've worked better than the what the doctors, my doctors are telling me. So sometimes you have to do your own research, and it's important that you're reading and understanding. And why someone like this continues to get the vaccine is beyond me. Why anybody continues to get this vaccine, I don't understand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you were scared so badly three years ago that you feel that this is your saving grace. When there's a chunk of people in this country that never got shot number one, and they're doing perfectly fine, and there's a chunk of people that got shots one, two, three, four, ten, and they're dying, they're having strokes, they're having myocarditis, they're getting VADs, they're having different uh, virus, or I'm sorry, vaccine-related uh, illnesses that are from the vaccine, the white lung, all this crap. It's not from me. It's not from my wife. It's not from people like us that never got vaccinated. It's from you getting the vaccine. Because every time you get a dose, it makes you weaker. Now, has the damage been done? I don't know. I'm, I would say yes. Now, is it reversible? I don't know. But I know getting more shots isn't helping. It's a similar, it's a simple situation. And me and Chris talked about this a long time ago. It's like this. If you're a guy, okay, and you go get testosterone replacement therapy, which isn't cheap by any stretch of imagination, unless you have that kind of cheddar, I would never suggest doing it because once you start, you cannot stop. And I'm not doing a Pringles commercial <laughs> because what happens is you're replacing your body's testosterone. It's in the name. So I don't know numbers offhand, but if, you're, if your body's producing 50 testosterone and you're supposed to be at 300, okay, and you get this replacement, it gets you to 300. You stop taking that for whatever reason. Let's say two years down the road, you can't afford it anymore. You go to zero. So as bad as things were at 50 or 100, what are you going to be at when you're zero? Because your body will no longer produce testosterone. It is reliance on you getting this outside situation this vaccine acts as a immune blocker to help your immune system that's why they're going to keep on pushing you need to get another shot you need to get another shot you're going to shot oh you're getting sick that's because you didn't get your own shot and then you keep on getting shots and then oh by the way you got white lung oh by the way you got this oh it's probably a side effect from the vaccine oh it's in the fucking 
I'm not making this up. <laughs> it's in the side effects of the vaccine. But no one wants to read that. It's kind of like reading the, the Apple agreement contract. We just click, we just click accept. You might want to do your due diligence and get off your ass and maybe read a little bit. Because they don't care about you. And I'm disappointed in someone like Megan Kelly, Kelly for this to have happened to her because so many people trust the words that come out of her mouth. And this is what she's doing to herself. So, anyways, I guess I did go about an hour. You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, I guess that's all I got for you guys today. Um, in closing, just make sure if you're on social media and you want to check us out, don't tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, uh, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. And on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And the website is com. And, uh, guys, make sure if you if you are so inclined, please please hit the DTOM store. You know, help, help the show out. And then most importantly, more so than any of those other things I just mentioned, please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please make sure that you're following the show, number one. And then you share it, please. And like I said, if you're on, if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, if you can please leave a rating, it greatly helps. If you want to on Apple, if you want to leave a review and have some kind words to say, I will read them aloud to the masses to hear, and I will tell them your name. If it's Chuck Dumpster or Come Dumpster or Bob Johnson. <laughs> Other than that, guys, today is Monday, December 18th, one week away from Christmas. And I will talk to you again on Wednesday. You have a fantastic rest of your day, and uh, be safe out there.